There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Rise and shine, everyone. You are listening or watching to watching Mizzy Bender on this Tuesday lovely morning. We just returned from 4th of July weekend, so we're going to just like settle in for a second, let everybody get uh, the alerts for the live, and we're going to start diving into our weekend, what's coming up, all sorts of good stuff. So welcome to the show. I'm going to just take a peek here and see what we have going on. Okay, I see that we have the viewers starting to uh, come over. I'm sure... It's going to be a little bit slow go for everybody this morning. Um, I thought it was going to be a little bit slow for myself this morning too. However, I ended up waking up at super early in the morning, probably because we fell asleep on the couch last night and uh, the TV was blasting. It's just an uncomfortable sleep. It's my fault because I requested to fall asleep on Spencer <laughs> on the couch last night. Sometimes there are just some things that I need and you know after this crazy long weekend that we had and he was doing a ton of work and everything we had a barbecue yesterday I was like you know I just really want to go home I really just want to like snuggle on you because I haven't and I'll explain everything that we did throughout the weekend but you know I felt like I needed like a little connectivity with him and so that's what ended up happening and we must have been both just super tired and whatever. So I ended up waking up real early this morning and I accomplished my journaling and I got my morning show written up because since it was the holiday weekend, uh, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really focus too much on it. So, you know, I got a lot accomplished this morning. I rebuilt my uh, thing. Oh, you can see it's like falling apart there. I'm just going to turn the camera a little bit this way so you don't see it. Uh, you know, it's all wrinkled and stuff, but like, hey, this is what happens when you get back into the grind of things. Um, for those of you that are online right now, because I see that you're watching, start to say hello and uh, good morning. We're going to be referencing the ethical slut this morning, and it's all about our deepest desires and things. And I thought it was a great segue from last week's show. But before we get into our desires and how we find them and how we communicate them, let's talk about 4th of July. Um, Spencer worked his ass off again in the yard. But he knew that I really wanted to get out of the house at least one day this week. You know, he leaves the house every single day to go to work. And I just, like, kind of do my thing around here. And normally we do leave. Like, we'll go out one night. Like, we'll go out to dinner somewhere. Or we'll go to his parents' house for dinner. So at least in the evening, I'm leaving the house in some sort of way. But we just had so much going on these past days, I guess, that we just didn't end up doing that. So... You know, I had mentioned to him that I really wanted to go out, um, you know, one of the days this weekend, because Memorial Day weekend, we didn't go out at all, really, because we were working in the backyard, which I'm not complaining about at all, because I love the backyard, but it is nice to kind of switch it up a little bit. So, like, Friday mid-afternoon or evening or something, he was like, oh, do you want to go to the deck? 
Now the deck is on the water. It's, it's just like a really great bar. Uh, it has sand set up for volleyball or kind of just like a beach set up and then it has separate eating area and then it has like a really great bar area. It has like an indoor bar that's kind of open. Uh, it's just a great setting for a super awesome summer night. So he was like, oh, do you want to go there? And I was like, yeah, I definitely would. Now, on a personal note, thinking to myself, oh my gosh, you know, my stepson, I know like valet parks there. Now, you know, I've talked about it a few times where I have a, and it, it, I don't even know what the relationship is with my stepson. It was estranged. And then last year, um, I ended up, we, you know, mended things, but it's not, it's not a flowy relationship, right? You know, when, and I'm sure, I mean, maybe you all can relate and you can talk through it with me as I'm talking through it. You know, I raised the boy from when he was, you know, two and a half years old all the way up until the day he passed his road test, right? I was his primary parent. So that's like a lot of interaction, right? That's like you're raising the kid from start to finish. He's your, your kid, right? And then all of a sudden you go and you just don't talk to him anymore. And in that time period, it almost was like I, I had to like mourn not having him in my life anymore. And I just really didn't know all the different things that I was supposed to do, right? Do I reach out to him? Do I not reach out to him? I know he was really upset with me like after, you know, a lot of things that transpired. And so it was really challenging for me, right? And it was the one thing that just like really just, I just was unsure on what to do. When we went down on our road trip to Louisiana last year, and all we had was hours and hours of driving, Lady and I, she, we really like dove into our lives. And it was at that time when she was like, you really just gotta reach out to him and you gotta figure this out and just say something and just, what's the worst that's gonna happen? He's not gonna answer or what, it, what is it? So I was like, you know what? So after so much time of driving, so what is that, like a 36 hour <laughs> trip or something, there and back, uh, I felt really comfortable and strong enough to reach out to him, and, right? So I sent him the text message last year and he was like, I'm so happy to hear from you. I miss you so much. And legit, it was like our relationship was right back where it started. And I was really, really happy about that. But then the communication kind of just like, meh, right? Like I could reach out to him and then I won't hear from him for days. Or legit, we'd be in the middle of a conversation and then he just dies off. And I don't hear from him for like forever. And every now and then I'll send a message and I'll be like, I'm just thinking of you. I hope that you're enjoying the sunshine today. I send him these messages but then he doesn't respond. So then a few things happen. I get super conflicted as if like, am I bothering him? Like what's going on? I don't understand, like is he mad at me? Like what do I do? I don't wanna pressure him too much, right? Because in actuality, he's not my biological child and I don't have any rights to him, you know, whatsoever, except for the fact that, you know, I raised him for his whole life, uh, you know? And so I get these conflicted feelings, right? And of course I love him so much that they say, if you love something, you know, you set it free. And if it's meant to be, you know, you come back. And I'm sure that they're talking about maybe, you know, a partner relationship, but I kind of applied that to him too. So I tried to go through these different things to help my emotions and to help my stability inside of trying to come to terms with how I'm gonna deal with this situation. I'd be lying if I didn't say I had like crazy crying sessions every once in a while because it gets to be hurtful or you know weird things Spencer's daughter played flag football this year going to the football games like it hurt my heart because all I could think about was you know my stepson and that was like his primary uh thing and that was like our life and everything and so 
you know, not having the relationship with him and then being in these scenarios that kind of triggered some of our moments together, it's really challenging. So I have like all these different things that I'm trying to manage through with this child, right? And so Friday comes and Spencer's like, let's go to the deck. And I was like, oh, okay, yes, I do want to go, right? I'm not going to not go because he works there. I thought that he valet parked. No, 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 that's not true. <laughs> he actually, I guess like, I don't know, he, he like, cleans up like the entire bar and stuff like that. So initially when Spencer and I got there, I saw, you know, my stepson kind of work walking through the parking lot and I got like this little anxiety through me and I'm just like, what am I going to do here? I don't really know. I don't, you know, and there were a lot of different things that I was going through my mind. How crazy is this? Uh, I was wearing purple lipstick. I was wearing a tube top. I was wearing things that I wouldn't normally be wearing or, you know, I just was not what he would normally see me as so that made me feel uncomfortable too because I was like you know what is he gonna think like do I have to explain anything to him but again living our most free honest selves you know he has to know me for who I am not who his dad wanted me to be or made me be so there was these a lot of different emotions and a lot of conflicting things going through my brain on Friday and I was having a really hard time Ugh. In all honesty, because I got a really hard time, I ended up drinking way too much. Uh, I always talk about how Cosmos, you know, one too many Cosmos and your girl's in a lot of trouble. Uh, yeah, I had way too many Cosmos. And it was not a great situation. And truthfully, I think after really evaluating the scenario at hand, it's my own fault, right? It's my own fault for, you know, having too high of expectations or maybe expectations at all because we talk about not having expectations you know, living in the moments, kind of like all these like super free type of things. And with this particular situation, I'm not doing any of those things that we talk about. So as I was like, you know, throwing up my entire insides, you know, sat all day Saturday, I'm sitting here thinking like, why are you in this situation? Why are you doing this? What is going on here? How are you going to fix this? You can't possibly keep going through the same exact situation in your brain expecting different results right that's insanity and that's exactly what I was doing to myself so through some like really deep dive soul searching on this you know ridiculous Saturday I came to terms with you know what it's okay you should reach out to him and say it was really great to see you and I'm so happy I ran into you because it, it was so wonderful when I finally had the courage to actually go up to him and say like, hey, it's so great to see you. Uh, he looked at me and was like, so happy to see me too. And it was like, you know, the same hug, the same embrace, the same of everything. And it was just like back to normal, right? Which then makes my feelings go back to ease of like, there's nothing wrong here. Maybe he's just 21 years old doing his thing and who the hell wants to talk to their parents. And, you know, things are complicated enough for him. You know, so maybe I'm thinking too hard into it and I'm cycling myself through these emotions that I shouldn't be doing. So I did. I talked myself into sending him the message saying, it was so great to see you. And I just left it at that. I didn't invite him to come over. I didn't, I didn't do anything to set myself up for a response. I'm going to really try and take this approach of like, you know what? I'm being foolish and I'm doing this to my own self and I just have to let be what's going to let be. And so he did, he responded to me like later on in the day, it wasn't immediately. I think that like, you know, I woke up on a Sunday morning or like late Sunday seeing the message back from him of like, it was so great to see you too. Uh, you know, I'm going fishing on either Tuesday or Wednesday. I'd love to come over on one of those days that I'm not doing that. And I was like, you know what, that would be wonderful. 
And with that, I kind of just left it alone. So maybe today I'll follow up with him and be like, you know, how'd your fishing, you know, plans come about, you know, and, and really try and figure out like how to do this. But I do know in my own, my own self, I have to start taking the advice that we talk about here on all the time and that's like forgiveness and letting go and no expectations and just kind of just trying to be free without stressing ourselves out with all that like jumbo bumbo stuff that goes on inside and communicate a little bit more on maybe like you know when I see him I don't know what it is but that's really how our Friday our our 4th of July started out so I don't know how great that is but it was really beneficial for me with that negative and that nasty kind of, you know, repercussion that the universe put on me. I know it was my own fault and I deserved it. So I'm in a much better place today and I feel really, you know, so much more emotionally stable with the situation at hand. And especially with the 75 day challenge going on right now, the constant journaling and really like deep internal thought journaling has really helped kind of like migrate my feelings out too so i've been really trying to you know really talk out some of the things that were holding me back because i honestly feel like what i was doing and it's the wrong emotion to do i was taking all of that trauma and all of the negative things that i experienced from my relationship and i was putting it on this of like you know what I gave up my life and I did all of this for you and you're not even talking to me anymore. I do all of this and I suffer all of this and you don't even talk to me anymore. But that's not fair. That wasn't his choice. It wasn't anything that he asked me to do. I did that because I thought that was the right thing to do. So for me to correlate those emotions and those, those feelings are so wrong. And so to separate the point of like, okay, you still need to figure out what these trauma points are and what your triggers are and why, what you're so fucked up over. But you can't put the boy in the same bucket as what happened, right? And so through the morning show, and your guys is my, I guess, real therapist here, uh, this is kind of where my emotional standpoint was for the weekend. So I was in a very chill, very relaxed kind of state, right? It was it was so needed, and I sit here today in like a, a much better place because of it. But it was it was a rough it was a rough go to. I'm going to go down. Good morning, Sean. How are you this morning? Good morning, Wendy. I hope everybody's doing really good. Um, it's such a pleasure to be back. Okay, so Saturday came, and we just worked in the backyard. Nothing crazy. It was, it was you know, just a typical day. Uh, Will Spencer worked in the backyard. I laid on the couch and didn't really hardly do much. <laughs> but Saturday night came, and uh was it saturday or sunday i actually i don't even know what the days are i get so confused with the three-day weekend and spencer being around it very well could have been sunday sunday came and one of our dear friends came out and spencer and i ended up falling asleep outside underneath the the new gazebo and everything that we built out there he gave me two gummies and i was like out cold and that was it he was lighting off fireworks and i was kind of just like chilling just like zoning it was such a beautiful night um, that it was just really, really chill and just enjoyable. So he kind of hung out with his friend and I went to sleep and just chilled. And yesterday, yesterday was fantastic because he only worked for a short while in the backyard. So I was laying out naked, sun tanning. I was reading my book. I so great. I'm so happy. I finished one of my books and I'm almost through the last one. So I kind of got to get some more into the rotation of things, but it was so wonderful. Just really chill and just just fantastic so that's kind of where our weekend was and I'm glad that it was super chill because the next couple of weeks 
are going to be fucking crazy. I'm so excited. We head to the Paradise Club this weekend to vend with the boutique. Uh, it's the all-day luau. I mean, listen, we haven't really been in a party setting in a while because we've just been busting our butts in the backyard. And even here, like, we're not even at the clubs or anything like that. So, like, it's time for this girl's booty to get back to, like, dancing and just fucking doing our thing. And, you know, I love being in the boutique and just you know, all the humans coming and rotating through because it gives me the opportunity to like really talk to everybody. And it's just such a great personal one-on-one, you know, time. And I'm really searching for more of that from everybody. I'm like at a really great place where I'm just like trying to learn and absorb so much from everybody that I run into that I'm really looking forward, uh, you know, to Saturday. And I get to see, you know, my best girl, Miss Lady, because she'll be there. We potentially have a, um, you know, another female coming with us. I'm not entirely sure just yet. Uh, and then it goes into birthday weekends where we're going to have a ton of company and we're going to be able to live like our best free selves. Like I'm just looking forward to being naked in my backyard with all of my favorite humans celebrating the fucking month of July in the best birthday fashion that we possibly can. Like I'm totally thrilled about it. These are the moments of our lives, making memories with our best friends and all of you, the community, which are becoming our best friends. And it's like the greatest thing in the world. And because of that, we've been able to have so much honest and organic conversation when it comes to the lifestyle. So I feel if I can fucking verbally spew all of these emotional things that I struggle with, that we together can really start to dive into the things that we struggle with. So last week we were talking about getting into the lifestyle and why we are in the lifestyle. Like really think about it. You know, I asked you to get out a pen and paper and write down pros and cons. These are the things that I want from the lifestyle. Maybe the, the, these are the things that I'm learning that, you know, I don't like. Do I need to reevaluate? Do I need to realign with my partner? Uh, you know, is everything on the same page and are we feeling well balanced when it comes to the lifestyle overall? So that was last week's conversation. This week we're going to be talking, or today rather, we're talking about like our desires. Okay, so now we know why we want to be in the lifestyle, but what exactly are our desires? What are they? And like what makes us tick? Like do our partners want to participate in those desires with us? And so I was thinking about all these different things and I really am referencing, if, like I said earlier, if you are following along on the ethical slut, I'm referencing page 175, right? And there's a few things in here. On here, the this I thought was like a really great kind of paragraph. So I'm going to read some of it. Finding your turn on together. Turn on is not the same as hard on. Turn on is about getting into the mood, about getting ready to focus on sensual and eventually sexual sensation. Too many of us believe that turn on is something that happens to us like the weather. Here's an affirmation for you. I know my turn on is here somewhere. I can figure out how to find it. Turn ons may be visual, verbal, or sensual. They may rely on touch, sound, smell, or the sensation of muscles stretching and flexing. There are a thousand and more ways to get turned on. Make a list of your favorite turn ons, not how you like to get off, but how you like to get started. Getting turned on is sort of like getting high or waking up or warming up. You are transitioning from one state of consciousness to the other. This takes time and it feels good. 
Sexologists who study arousal tell us that turn-ons depend on two things, safety and risk. You need to feel safe from harm and secure that your conditions will be met and your wants and needs honored. You also need to feel a little like being on top of a ski jump, on the threshold of something miraculous and powerful. New relationships can be very hot because there is still a lot of riskiness, but mature relationships need to seek out ways to take a little risk. To step, beyond the to step beyond the comfortable and the familiar into something new and a little challenging. Now, as I was reading this, I was like, oh my God, this is so great because, you know, sometimes, you know, my desires lead to different kinds of turn-ons that I need, right? So ultimately, when I read this chapter, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, so like, what are the things that I really sexually love? And then... How do I get to that actual point? And Spencer and I are very different humans when it comes to that. Like there are a few things that I absolutely love. And then there are a few things that like I really just can't stand. And so we'll talk about them. Some of the things, hold on one second. I'm just going to go back to the comments and say good morning. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Sean. Thank you so much, Sean. He says that I'm awesome. Well, I think that you're awesome too. Thank you so much for joining the show. When I think about these desires and these turn-ons and the way that Spencer and I's relationship work. Now, first, when I think about desires, when I first met him, I was like, oh my gosh, my thoughts ran wild because my desires were, okay, I've had some thoughts in the past. You know, one was being with a girl. So can I live this desire out? That's really great. Now, how am I gonna, how am I gonna get there? But then it became way different for me. It didn't even become part of whether I was bisexual, open-minded from a sexual standpoint, and, um, gender, whatever. It, it, it migrated way past that. And I started to deep dive into the desires that I wanted from like a sexual standpoint, right? Now we talked about the fuck machine. And I talked about that like a couple weeks ago. And I'm going to bring it up again because we've used it a few times since we took it out on the anniversary day. Now, this is one of the things that like I really, 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 really love. Now, I only really love it because I saw it in porn. And there was some reason that like I really loved it. So number one, okay, wow, my desire just became, I definitely want to try this. But now I gotta communicate it to my partner. And is he gonna think that I'm weird, strange? Like, what is he gonna think here? Well, you know what? I don't really care because I do really wanna try it and I'm gonna be open-minded enough that he's going to embrace these things that I wanna try. Now, I don't really think that there's anything that Spencer would deny me from because, you know, he he loves to do, like, I don't know, he just loves to freaking fill me as much as he possibly can. Now he's gotten me to the point where, like, he just needs to keep going bigger and bigger, and I don't even know what to do. <laughs> and it's, sometimes it's overwhelming. But, you know, so he puts me in these positions, but that's really great. You know, he really loves watching me in, you know, get taken or whatever it is. So actually, that machine kind of works in dual ways. Because if you just concentrate on the actual action of what's happening, you know, it's really enjoyable. But to get there... I can't just have the machine, well, that's not true. If I were talking about a fantasy, maybe I could just come home one day and he can have the fuck machine set up out in the living room and like this glorious kind of little thing and I'd be like, oh, this sounds really great. You know, like I could totally like get into that. That would, you know, like, so I'm thinking about all these different ways that I would be turned on with this machine. But I do know that like, 
you know, he can't just set up the machine and be like, all right, get down on the floor and, you know, spread it. Like, that can't happen, right? Because my body's just not open enough to get to that point. So there are things that I need to get my body a little bit, like, hot and heavy, right? Sometimes I get, like, frustrated where, like, I don't know, for instance, like, Spencer and I will be, like, in the middle of doing something, nothing sexually related at all, but there's a way that he, like, insinuates we're going to go and, like, bang, but it makes me feel like it's going to be a chore at that point in time, and I turn around, I'm like, well, no, I'm not doing that, <laughs> because it makes me feel like there was just, like, an expectation put on it, and so that makes me uncomfortable. So there is a fine line between, um, I think, you know, laying down the, the foundation of this is what I'm looking for tonight, then, like, out point blank saying it if you out point blank say it, it probably isn't going to happen you have to get me in the like right mood for it to go down um but i don't like that i like being i don't know show that you want to have some sort of sexiness with me you know come up like you know breathe on my neck or you know sometimes spencer has this really great thing that he does when he comes home from work well he'll come up you know like usually like i'm cooking or i'm doing something of that nature so he'll come in and he'll just like put his hands on me, just like glide up. His hand just like goes around my neck and he's like on my neck with his, whether he's talking to me, he's kissing, he's breathing me, breathing on me. He's doing something that's just so passionately, it you know, connected that I'm like, oh my God, yes, I could totally feel this from you. If he walks in the house and is like, all right, we're going to bang later on tonight, I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's, no, because... Now, I'm like, that sounds unrealistic. I'm just not doing that. So, yeah, you know what? At this point in time, I do want passion. And I do want that, like, electricity. I'm not saying all the time, you know, do I want that. And I probably am contradicting because sometimes, you know, like, this past weekend, maybe it was, like, Sunday or something. You know, I saw Spencer and I was just like, you know, I would love to put your Pepe in my mouth right now. Is that okay? You know, do you want to go shower, clean up some, you know? So, Maybe he doesn't appreciate that specifically from me and would want me to just come up and, you know, start rubbing up on him. But I know that he doesn't like that because he's not, you know, he likes to be at his freshest self and whatever. So for the two of us, we're very different. Like, I don't care. I could be super dirty rolling around in the garden and he could come up and he could do any of that to me. He could be his most sweaty, gross self and I would totally have some sort of sexual interaction with him. I don't care about that stuff. He does. And I think that he thinks that I'm gross because of it. <laughs> but point being is all of this has taken time for us to unite on how we like to get started from a sexual standpoint, our needs, the things that we love. And that takes a lot of talk. And, you know, over time, that just doesn't happen because, you know, you do one thing today that kind of leads to something tomorrow that you're like, oh, I would love to try this. It always goes back to the communication of, hey, let's talk about this for a second. I really think that this is hot and heavy. What are your thoughts on it? Um, which is one of the reasons why I really enjoy being in Miss Lady's company too because she, she engages in sexual activity in such a different way. Uh, it's not really just the foundation of, you know, feeling the tingles inside. A lot of hers has to do with mind and, you know, the kinks and different things. So it opens up my mind on how to think about things differently. And I'm really hoping that she gets, I hope, I'm hoping that she comes to Long Island a few days early and gets to do the morning show, whether it be the Thursday or the Tuesday after. Her and I have been talking about 
her coming on here and educating from the kink side of things because some of those warm-ups and you know ways to get started from the kink side of things is way different from the swing side and since I dabble in both of them education across the board is super helpful because I think that you have a lot of swingers that are dabbling over into the kinks the swingsters um, and so I thought it would be a great educational piece to pull us both together and talk about how these desires come and talk about, you know, what these turn-ons and stuff are because hers are so far different than mine and Spencer's and the activities and the different things that she needs to get her sexual energy is rip-roaring are way different than ours. Um, and that was something I didn't realize until her and I were really chatting and understanding her world and understanding how she engages, uh, you know, with her community. So all of these different things were what I started to feel and kind of, you know, think through after I started to read this chapter within the book. When we go to thinking about our desires and how we like to get there and what you want your partner to do to execute leading you to your desires, getting you all hot and heavy and to the point of, all right, it's time to let this all go. There's a list in the book that I thought was like a really great, simple, basic ambiance type of thing that could really help set the mood and execute your desires in such a heightened level. Because I do think that it is mind, body, and soul. It's not just the sexual act. It's what's going on around you, your, your ambiance. We always have music going. Our lights are always on. You know, we always have a very sensual setup, I guess you would say, while we're, you know, banging. It's very rare that we don't have like the music going and that has to be like at a super quickie moment which is not very often I, you know it's more so like we always have like great sessions i think sometimes i do get frustrated with spencer because he doesn't know what the objective of, of a quickie is but whatever going back to the book it says looking for your turn-ons can be a lot like looking for ways you can nourish your relationship here's a list of possibilities that you might find useful so nourishing nourishing your relationship I think is a great thing to for them to have added in here simply because I think that when some of these happen it makes you feel more appreciated as a partner or what's going to happen in the sexual moments and in general it could leave a lasting kind of impression of that was really lovely and I'm so happy that this person went out of their way to do this for me some examples are dress up clean up wake up you know Spencer loves when I dress up so he and I are sometimes on different pages when it comes to dress up. Since my personality and my my whole ambiance changes from day to day, I could go super, you know, leather, thigh-high boots one day and go super, you know, baby doll kind of thing and very light, right? So they're very different. I also run into the issue now that I don't really like to have clothes on. <laughs> So I struggle with actually getting dressed up for him, which is my fault. And I know that I actually should probably focus more on that now that we're talking about it here because I do know that that's something that he really likes. If I were being truthful, I have been struggling from a body image standpoint that I didn't necessarily feel my most confident self. So I was having a really hard time, uh, you know, putting on some outfits and feeling my most sexy self. 
now that the challenge has started and we've really started to um, focus on the exercising and healthy eating and all of these different things that I really needed to balance myself, I feel so much better about my body. I'm not bloated anymore. My belly feels really good. Like I'm just not uncomfortable at all. So I think I'm at a really great place for me to try and, you know, jazz it up a little bit and take my own advice here. So when he does come home from work, you know, he feels like a little bit more appreciated for leaving the house for, you know, the extended day. And I, you know, had the luxury of, of being home and working in my own environment for the day because I know that he really loves that. Um, prepare your environment, fancy sheets, candles, music. Again, like I said, we have the lighting everywhere, but I do really like to light my incense also. So I'll usually try and get the aroma of the house kind of all situated and set before he comes home and just like all, you know, kind of prepped and stuff. When we, when, you know, like when it's booty time in our bedroom, we usually pull down our sheets so what i'll do is you know I'm, i'll make the bed but then i pull the covers down and i have like the blanket and the covers like all set at the bottom of the bed so it's not messy but it's all just like put together and like ready to go for him to take me i'll have like the lube out you know all sorts of different things uh ready for that i have been thinking lately and i don't know if he's watching this or not because he's been a bit delayed but um you know we have a massage table he does a really great sensual massage for me because he knows that I, I keep like all of my pressure in my back and I get like huge kinks in my shoulder. So he's created this most amazing like fuck me massage, which is like, I don't think I've ever experienced anything better. Having a Pepe in you while you're getting your back massaged is probably the most enjoyable thing uh, that he's done thus far. And he's... He's brought that into the um, our, I don't know, our play session a couple of times. So I thought that since, like, you know, he's figured out the momentum of that and I really enjoy it, that I should set up my massage table. So when he comes home from work, I'll have the massage table set up and, you know, have, like, all the ambiance and everything. But I wouldn't have known that unless, like, we dabbled in it, you know, during some... I don't even know how we came up with it. I wouldn't have even thought to, you know, ask him to do something like that. Now it's become one of my really big desires because truthfully, oh my God, it's like an exhilarating orgasm that I've never had before. I'm so relaxed. My body is just like, there's so much pressure on it. It's just like a glorious thing. And I'm just like, oh my God, yes. So I do desire this. And since I desire it, I want to make sure that I'm setting up, um, the, I'm setting things up so my desires will be met, you know? If you have a desire, it's not just your partner's responsibility to execute against it. You have to meet them halfway. You have to show them, you know what, this is what I like, and these are some of the ways that we can get there. Um, the next one is allow plenty of time. Start your date three hours early out of three, start your date three hours early out somewhere. Spencer and I do this as well. A lot of times he'll be like, let's go grab some dinner. You know, he knows I love, like, a nice glass of wine. Uh, it kind of relaxes me some. I don't need alcohol to bang. I just want to make sure I'm clear on that. But he also knows that, you know, wine's really relaxing for me. Not very... I can't say that about all the other alcohols, and specifically only white wine. There's every now and then where, you know, maybe my mind's been working 
over long, you know, overboard. And I've been trying to like think strategies so much more. On those days where my brain's a little bit more mentally worked, um, I really do enjoy a glass of wine and it helps me kind of just like mellow out for a second, right? And so in those moments when he takes me out to dinner and I have a nice glass of wine, it's almost like him saying, I appreciate you. And this is, you know, enjoy yourself for a moment. And for some reason, it just makes me feel a little bit more, you know, open and, you know, like I just want to have a little bit more freakier sex at night, you know, and it's nothing, it isn't anything specific that he's doing because that's something that he would normally do for me all the time. And, but that's the reason why I appreciate it so much. And that's the reason why, you know, I want to have much more freakier sex with him because, you know, in those moments, I'm like, thank you so much for making my, my, this second of my day just a little bit lighter. And I want to thank you for that. You know, and it's just, it's just, it's, it's really great. This one's fantastic. Go to the sex store, it says. <laughs> Jesus. No matter what state we're in, we always go to the sex store. It doesn't matter if we've been to it. We could go to the same sex store four times in the same weekend. Somehow we always end up at the sex store. And you know what? It's a great place because if your imagination runs wild and you're having a really hard time articulating some things to your partner, it's a really great place to explore together, right? I mean, the toys are endless, the outfits are endless, shoes, accessories, I mean, everything and anything, you name it, is at the sex store. Where, why wouldn't you want to go there? It's like a huge candy shop for adults. And it never gets tiresome for us, even though we have our own boutique and have every sexy thing that you can imagine, we still love it. Because we find things in there that are new, you know, exciting, there's different kinds of loops, there's enhancers, there's, you know, truthfully, sometimes I get a little bit intrigued seeing the different apparatuses. You know, he really loves like the, the vagina pumps and different things like that. I'm not a huge fan of them. He buys them and like we have them and he uses them. But when we're in the store, it's a little bit more of a comfortable setting for me to look at them, for me to read the packaging, for me to kind of get a little bit more comfortable with some of the propositions that Spencer brings to my table. Because sometimes he gets a little bit discouraged when I don't necessarily want to use the devices, such as this pump thing. You know, I know that one of his super desires is like, he, you know, he gets so, like, I don't know, he has an infatuation with a lot of different things having to do with the vagina, but using the pump is one of his things that he, like, really, really loves. And so it makes me feel uncomfortable. I feel insecure. Like, I'm just like, I'm not sure that this is what's supposed to happen. There's a lot of different things with it that make me feel kind of strange. So I don't really let him use it often. Like, I have to, he has to get me in, like, the right mood for it to go down. Aside from that, no. But when I'm in the store, it gives me the opportunity to kind of see how it works more when I'm not in that setting, right? I'm still in a sexual setting where my mind is open enough, but I'm not in the moment where it has to be used on me. So it's very different in my brain when I'm trying to educate versus when I'm doing it. So I agree on the sex store, 100%. And also, you can ask them a million and five questions. They're usually pretty educated when it comes to the toys, different kinds of lubes and enhancers from a sensory standpoint, things like that. So education at its finest is definitely at the adult shops. 
Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Jeremy, Ashley. How the heck are you guys? So for those of you that are just chiming in, I am referencing the ethical slut. We're on page 177 and we're just kind of talking about turn-ons and desires. You know, what are the desires that we really want and need from our sexual standpoint? But most importantly, how do we get there? What are our turn-ons? What are the things that we need from our partners to be able to get sexually aroused to the point that we, you know, meet our desires? Are there extra things that you need? Maybe you just want them. Maybe you just want to enhance your sex life all around, that these are going to just be some additional benefits to what you already have going on. But this is really for more of the newer humans that are coming into the lifestyle, trying to identify how they belong here, what they want from it, and just a little bit of a direction on some of the things that you should and could be thinking about to get to a very healthy, safe, uh, adventurous, memorable time within the swingers lifestyle, alternative lifestyle, whatever you classify your bucket as. This is really, okay. Talk about your fantasies. Uh, talk about your fantasies and play erotic board games. Massage gently with favorite oils, nice and slow, maybe a blindfold on one of you or both of you. So these are a few things that are really great. I mean, Spencer and I talk about fantasies all the time. A lot of times, like when we're in the moment, he'll be whispering stuff in my ear on what he wants to see, some of the things that we've done that just like strike a moment for him. You know, he's always talking things through with me. You know, I love sexy text messages. Sexting is great. Get to hear, you get to feel somebody's point of view. You get to feel what it is that they wanna do. Those words are sexy to me. You know, when it comes at the right time with the right person, you're just like, okay, this is gonna be hot and heavy. And Spencer has a way of articulating sexual desires during, through text message that we have the best lead ups into some of our play times, like throughout the day when, when we're doing that. Um, but he also says things that I would never even imagine that he would want, Not I wouldn't even know to think about them. So I really appreciate when he starts kind of sharing out some of those things that he really wants, even if they're in the most strange moments. You know what? Share them with me. I'm listening to it at all, at all points in time. Sometimes, though, there'll be something that he says in my ear while we're banging that I'm like, I just can't. I can't do that. Or, like, I'm just not open to it at that. Like, there's something about it. And I'm like, okay, you need to stop talking. Because I don't want him to deter, you know, like, what's already going on. You know, I don't want him to bring me down from it. So there is that fine line that I found between when he's sharing his fantasies and when he's sharing them on whether or not I'm able to be open and receiving them at that moment in time. I feel bad when I shut him down because I'm like, oh, my God. You know, that's something that he really wants. But it's just not anything I can hear right now. So that's happened to you. It's only natural. You know, I have no no problem shutting shit down right when it when it goes down. Sorry if that, like, you know, dulls the moment for a second, but I'm not, not getting involved in something. And I certainly don't want to have a reaction that makes him think that I want to pursue this because I don't want to lead him on in any kind of way. What I will do, though, is circle back with him and be like, you know, you mentioned this, and we could talk about it further, like, after that is over, and I won't completely dismiss it. But, you know, that's, that's kind of sort of my thoughts on it. And then, you know, some of the other ones are really great, which is like, get silly. Uh, neck in the car like teenagers. The word neck is super funny. Like, we, we're bringing it super old school this year. But it's true. You know, like, when we're traveling and we travel so very much, 
we're always holding hands or my love language is touch and probably I don't know love actions or whatever that one is you know I really just love to feel the energy of my partner I don't need anything from you just let me feel your vibrations so you know we'll always be some sort of something in the car or wherever we are we do act like we're kids at all times and honestly it's just so really lovely because I do feel like we're in love all the time and it's a very warm it's just such a great happy joyful feeling and I never want to lose that and for me to never lose that I know that I always have to do my part with him and keep doing the actions that he does for me back to him you know it's a two-way partner it's a partnership right two ways so we both have to be doing these things to each other it's not that you know like I'm the woman and I expect him to do these things for me well yes of course I expect a man to be super polite and do all these things for his woman but when it's sincere and it's really coming from their hearts because they really mean it and it's super thoughtful it goes a really long way and us women or partners have to do the same thing to reciprocate to them because that's what keeps us connected Oh, this is a good one. Read erotic books together out loud. Spencer's always asking me when I'm uh, reading my erotic novels and stuff like that whether or not I'm getting all hot and heavy. I just brought in this um, this book here into the boutique, and it is a sci-fi erotic uh, book. It's it's a super easy read. I read it in like two days, but it's a really great segue for a newbie into the swingers world it touches upon a lot of different things that your brain's going through when you go through the I guess the actions of, of confirming that you want to be in the lifestyle so you've got this thought now you're kind of doing it but you're kind of coming down on yourself because am I am I allowed to have these thoughts am I allowed to have these so it was a really great sexy stimulating newbie type of thing into the lifestyle so I've been reading this one, I was reading this one, oops, I was reading this one, and he, he asked me every day, are you all like wet and heavy, are you all this and that, or whatever, or if I'm watching like 50 grades or some, 50 shades of gray or whatever it is, like he'll just ask me like silly questions, and to read it together, I don't know if he and I ever, have ever read a book like ever together, so that might be a really interesting thing. If you are looking for a partner kind of read together, Lexi Silver, she's um she's an erotic author within the uh, lifestyle also this is this book has like um like characters in it so they're short stories but like you can act them out between partners so there's a couple of in here that there's like the man version and the female version so you could technically go back and forth with that on this one um it's super sexy it reads too i have to say Go to the strip club together. Yes! This is my favorite one. I love the strip club. Uh, we haven't been in such a long time, but we definitely try uh, to get there as often as possible. Listen, there's nothing sexier than watching females dance, right? The ones that can really dance and just, you know, spew sensuality. It's, it's a really great thing. The energy, the environment, because it's usually super sultry. I mean, there's so much going on at the strip club that like you cannot not want to go there with your partner. It is a great way to get stimulated. And of course, we find it to be the closest place that we can get from a lifestyle standpoint here close to us because there really isn't anything on the island that we could potentially call it, you know, like home. And so... 
we really do love <laughs> strip club. It's great. Good morning, Tammy. Good morning, Melissa. I hope that you guys are having a splendid start to the day. Okay, so I'm going to finish uh, these three things, and I see that the it's already like 8.20. I can't even believe it. Go to the hot tub spa and soak. We have our own hot tub, and yes, we've had a lot of sexy settings start in the hot tub. Uh, it's a typical porn kind of thing, you know? I really love the start outs. I really love the foreplay in the hot tub. I don't actually love to bang in the hot tub. I don't really like to bang in water because I find it, the traction to be not great and it's very grippy and no bueno, no good for me. Uh, but I do really love uh, blowjobs in the hot tub. You know, he could stand up on the side or sit on the side. I, we have a lot of different, what's it called, setups, positions, that's the word. We have a lot of different positions when it comes to foreplay in the hot tub. So yes, when you sit in that hot tub and you get like super relaxed and it's great, you have a glass of wine and it's just like the ambiance is so wonderful. Those of you that are coming to Mizzy's birthday bash, you'll know, it's great. When you see the backyard, when you see our backyard, uh, the whole composition of it just makes you want to be naked and sexy. It's just like a very inviting, warm, tropical-looking place. Uh, so to balance that with the hot tub is is just so wonderful. So yeah, so I start with my massage in there. I get my body all loose, and then you know Spencer does some of his like miraculous little kissings and things, and it is just mm, yes. So I agree with that one, and then. The last one is, and I think that this is a really, uh, it should have been the first one, make your date special any way that you can. Now, make your date special. You don't have to spend money to make a date special. You don't even have to spend money to have a date, honestly. All these different things that we talked about, about you know, like having your massage table set up at home with candles and music, and I don't know, maybe it's like strawberries and cream or whatever the heck you're into, you know, having this like sensually set up doesn't cost anything. These are all free things that we can do uh, to make sure that our partners are feeling fulfilled, turned on, excited, appreciated, and to continue the communication on learning our deepest desires and how we learn and grow together in our partnership. Building the most healthiest relationship within the swingers lifestyle because ultimately that's my main goal of the show saying that it's okay to feel all these sexy ways and to live your best sexual self within the swingers lifestyle communicating and articulating your thoughts in the most positive honest way without having any kind of negative repercussions without having any of those oh man moments or regretful moments it's about really concentrating on what it is that we want and how we're gonna get there and how we're communicating it with our partners. So between the deep dive last week of really understanding why we're here and why we got into it, all these ways that we can keep um, the excitement going and make our sexualities more apparent in these super small ways, free at that, uh, to gain more momentum in our sexuality and feel a little bit more sexually free, uh, sounds like a really great plan to me. And so these conversations, I hope that they've been helpful to you. They've certainly been very helpful to me as I've been thinking through how to plan the show and communicate them out. Um, it's definitely stepped up my game from my sexual interactions with Spencer and putting a little bit more initiative 
on being the one to start being so sexy, especially because he has been working so hard in the backyard and everything like that. So these have been really great conversations, you know, from, from the start and, you know, kind of going through it. So I hope that you stay tuned. We'll have another kind of conversation such as this to kind of build on to executing our desires. Where do we find partners? How do we find them? What are the etiquettes? Uh, involved with it from a group text messaging standpoint. Some of all, you know, all of these kind of rules that one should think about that you don't necessarily think that you should have in place, but that I will always debate with you that you should always have in place. So th that's what's to come. Now, I want to uh, get into a fun segment. So as you can see, you know, we always have the raffle thing going here. I had just done this kindness giveaway on my page this past weekend, and that originated from uh, my good friend Magic Rocks. So Magic Rocks was my first mentor. He kind of mapped out for me everything that I was supposed to be doing from a podcast standpoint. When I was really trying to learn how to launch it, where do I go, he wrote me this one pager. And I, I reference the one pager all the time. I probably have it in, in this notebook right here. Oh yeah, it's right here. This piece of paper right here. Nobody will understand what's on it because it's just like a a list of just his stuff, right? It's just all stuff. And I finally have almost executed everything on this list, and he wrote this out for me two years ago. He had posted something on his page about, you know, kindness is free and we need a little bit more of that. Put a heart on your page and then post this on there, and you know, he was gonna award somebody with this like kindness thing. And I was like, oh my God. So I posted a heart on there, and I had said to him, you've already given me so very much, but I'm totally sharing this. All right, I underestimate the power of social media. <laughs> Because there was like a hundred and something of you that posted that heart on in there, but that was so beautiful. And I'm so thankful that you all support these different raffles and initiatives and stuff like that. So the winner of that was a gentleman named Brian, and I am gifting him a $20 gift certificate to Dunkin' Donuts, uh, just as a thank you for contributing and all that other stuff. Somebody asked about, is there going to be another raffle? And so, yes, we're doing Mizzy's Madness giveaway every single month. Uh, I wanted to wait a short minute just because we launched the 75 day challenge last week and I didn't want to uh, overload. But the new raffle for this month is going to be, uh, you have to go and comment on my blog, on my webpage, mizzybender.com. You can comment on as many blogs as you want. Every blog you comment on, your name will go into the raffle. And at the end of the month, I'll do the same as I did uh, with Joshua's winning and pull it live on the last day of the month's show so we can all see who the winner is. And I'll keep reminding you on that's what the raffle is uh, so you can have the opportunity to go in and, you know, keep help building the Busy Vendor Corp uh, brand. So I appreciate you for that. I guess um, that's really kind of it. I'm going to wrap up the show. If you have anything that you want me to talk about, send me a message at mizzybender at outlook.com. I should mention that Mizzy's Boutique is having a huge summer sale right now, items up to 50% off. They're all marked down already on the site, so there's no code needed. So you should go on there, check it out. I am vamping, revamping uh, for all new merchandise to come in for the fall. So I'm really excited about what's to come. So stay tuned, go shop, go get yourself on the blogs to get yourself into um, the raffle and uh, follow along to see what happens next. Till next time, you guys, I'll talk to you super soon.
Kisses. Ah!